0: Welcome back. Tales from the Tailgate. We have returned fully to the Lauderdale Hospitality Group Studios. I am back from Oxford, Mississippi, and it was an amazing trip, amazing wedding, probably the best wedding I've been to, so I know some of them listen, like, chat out, great wedding. I guess something, something happened, like, over the weekend, too. I guess the Super Bowl happened. I'm, I'm more excited about college baseball starting tomorrow, February 18th, but I guess you, I guess we can talk about the Super Bowl. Welcome in, Alex Christian. We are missing Bo this week. These days do not ro- work for Bo for recording on a Thursday. And back from the dead, we have Auburn Matt with us. Matt, how have things been going? We miss you.
1: Uh, it's pretty okay. I got a new computer, so I'm not running a fossil from 2013 anymore, which is pretty cool. And yeah, getting ready, to, getting ready to watch some college baseball, and then I've been watching a lot of college basketball.
0: I got to go to a college basketball game, and Ole Miss sucks. That we need to burn down the program after we. So lost they're the not game. good,
1: but then you know, what is it they say as they say like blue blood pro- programs. Somebody was saying Florida was a blue blood program, but or I can't talk today, but. <laughs> They were saying that and I was kinda j of, I was kinda of laughing at that, but that you know, they suck too. And they've won like what two or three national championships in basketball.
0: Two so. in a row, I think. Um they're about to fire Mike White too. Alex, how are you? You seem to be busy. A lot of the hospitality group working overtime.
2: Oh, you know it. You no, know, it's it's that time of year. And you know, it's an exciting time for business, but it's also a very you know, depressing time for me because we just lost football, um, you know, meaningful games. So now it's time for me to get into draft season prep. And sure, college baseball is going to be a big part of this. And Auburn being number one in basketball is a big cheer. But, you know, football dominates my year. So stay tuned in the coming weeks as we start doing draft previews uh, going forward. Can't wait for a combine special. Um, You know, these are the things I'm looking forward to now.
0: We'll definitely have to have Rustin on for some draft previews. We might have to come up with a good dumb question for the combine one. Like, design your own combine drill. Oh, I like that. And it would have, like, it would be something wild, like, um, how, like, it'd have to be judged very harshly, like, how Kenny Pickett's hands are small. Like, some minute (laughs) detail, like, it would have to show off. Um, I'm sure Bo and Russell would love those questions as well. Um, but, yeah, Super Bowl. Rams beat the Bengals 23-20. Football is over. Kind of a surprise. Rams late comeback. Bengals looked like they were going to have it. A lot of people upset. A lot of people wanted Joe Burrow uh, to win in year two. But I think he'll be back there. Um, just wasn't his time this year. So close. If, uh, if he had had one more second. I mean, they had held off. Aaron Donald for the first half, but then just you know late in the game they needed one more they needed one more snap for the offensive line to hold up, and they just couldn't get it. But you see from that angle, like that would have been a touchdown. Rams won the Super Bowl after the last play, or Bengals won the Super Bowl if that last play, if he had had half a second more of protection. But it's twenty three twenty. Cooper Cup, amazing finishes off probably the best year by a wide receiver. Of all time, and then Matt Stafford. I'm pretty sure everyone's safe to say solidified his spot as a Hall of Famer, right?
2: Well, that was going to be my question to you. Uh, think about it statistically. He's going to finish in the top five in every statistical category um, as long as he stays healthy and plays, you know, a full rest of his career. I don't see how now, having won a Super Bowl, you can keep him out. You know, it's it, it's just not going to happen.
0: I think you you know, he. Been, I, I think he is I think should have been anyway. I mean,
2: well, no, it's the Philip Rivers argument. You no, know, never won the big one. You know, never,
0: never got there. Well, now he got there, and and you get buried in um, in Detroit. I mean, look at Calvin Johnson. Look at Barry Sanders. Like both played for Detroit. Amazing careers. Had to get in. Never won anything. Yeah, that's
2: no, very true. And also here's my counter argument to the stats, you know, saying he's a no brainer in there. A lot of those, you know, passing yards, a lot of those touchdowns were garbage time, you know, because they were so far back that they had to throw the ball fifty five times a game. So when you compare that to a quarterback like, you know, a Marino, who didn't have to do that necessarily, or a Tom Brady, it makes those guys that's even more impressive than what we're seeing with Matthew Stafford.
0: Yeah, it it definitely did not surprise me, and it doesn't surprise me, like, at all. I hadn't thought of that. You're right. Whenever you see a line where Matt Stafford goes, like, 30 for 55, you're like, oh, yeah, like, that makes sense. Like, you see a random guy, like, uh, trying to think. Like, you're not going to see Tua throw the ball 55 times in a game, ever. If
2: you do, we lost.
0: And there's probably like five interceptions in there, but um,
2: well, yeah. that's the same thing with Stafford. You know, he's going to go 32 for 54 and have four touchdowns, four picks. And you saw him do it. I jumped up at the TV when he threw that pick where he just points to the back of the end zone and chucks it and The thing gets wildly undercut and intercepted in the end zone. Sure. It counts as a punt, but Stafford going to Stafford, he's going to make that bonehead mistake. And if you look at, the reason why the Bengals lost say what you will about the officiating. And I have a whole diatribe on that as being just the perfect embodiment of the last few years in the league. But Zach Taylor may have lost in that game because he had such uninventive play calling. You know, you saw them, you know, against Kansas city, throw out all the stuff. Everything was there. um, there were no real tunnel screens outside to Jamar Chase that he had bust the doors out on people all year long. Uh, it, it, to me, took a lot of the game out of Joe Burrow's hands, which you had to with that defensive line and you saw that. But that was a big part of this.
0: Yeah, also Joe Burrow's like leg not really working.
1: Yeah. Um, it was sacked like seven times in the Super Bowl. I think it was in the season... Didn't they say it was like he was sacked seventy times that season? That's insane. I read something that said that. It's like how, how are you going to like not draft offensive linemen this this coming year? Because if if you know if he doesn't if he doesn't get the required protection after this year, I would have to be traded like one hundred
0: percent. It's because he wanted Jamar Chase, so they spent their first round pick on that. Now you have Chase. Now you have Burrow. You would have won the Super Bowl if you had an offensive line. Go offensive line.
2: Because here's here's the thing. If you look at what the Bengals did offensively it was two big plays you know two home runs and one drive and then the foot of Evan McPherson nothing else happened in that game offensively that's why I think the blame falls firmly on Zach Taylor and that and couple that with the offensive line but he didn't do him any favors it is now, pretty at least Im- kind of popped out a couple times
0: it is pretty impressive though just to make the Super Bowl while having like, while playing every snap, pretty much with the coverage equal of putting three linemen out there. Like, you have a three-person line, and you made the Super Bowl. True. So,
2: yeah, to me, it's you have to uh, invest heavily in free agency uh, for the offensive line this year. I don't know, and I'll look a lot deeper into who the best prospects are, but if you're picking at the back end of the draft here in the first round, You've got to shell out the money for a free agent bookend tackle and really beef up that interior line to protect Joe Burrow. You know, he is your franchise investment for at least the next decade. You've got to do, you've given him all the weapons and now go out and protect him. The defense did a great job. The defense held the Rams for the vast majority of that game. But Rob, did you kind of get a feeling that, the Rams' offense got totally thrown off kilter when OBJ went out with that non-contact injury.
0: Yeah, that was uh, that's like I, I was about to say like what else you know those storylines of the game. I was going to say like OBJ getting hurt. Uh, as much as I don't like Van Jefferson, but Van Jefferson's uh, new child being born like during the celebration and him—it's a really cool video if you haven't seen it of. Um, him with his other kids, and one of the assistants comes up and is like, Your wife's having a kid, like now. And he's like, Trying to get the kids off the field and be like, We have to go to the hospital and see mom. And they're like, well, Why do we have to leave? And it's like, Because she's having your brother. And then one kid still goes, Why do we have to leave?
2: <laughs> That's uh, very true. I'd be very, very upset if you were being born and I had to leave the Super Bowl
0: party. Oh I have to celebrate. Yeah, like leave the kid. Anyone have a favorite ad? Anna Kendrick.
2: Anna Kendrick won the Super Bowl ads. She with uh she went to Rocket BC's. Mortgage.
0: I don't remember that one. I was tanked. Rocket
2: Mortgage Barbie Dream House.
0: Oh, I do vaguely remember that. I was tanked. Albert Matt will like this. Um after the wedding, uh, the bride and groom didn't go on their honeymoon immediately, and they, uh, they decided to rent out part of Frank's, part of Frank and Marley's in Oxford for a Super Bowl party for anyone who wanted to stick around. Oh, dang, that sounds, that sounds dope. I feel like that would have been right up your alley.
1: But The other question is, do they have any good snacks? Like, what did y'all have for snacks on the Super Bowl? That's the very important part, too. Wings. Giant ass sandwich. I yeah, I had I had uh, meat sliders. I had like uh, deli sliders and um, those Publix uh, wings. They and I tossed them in um, Frank's Red Hot because you know I put that shit on everything like they say you're supposed to. So
0: that's a good idea. It was pretty
1: solid. I and I drank that shit from the beers.
0: I don't love Publix wings, but if you tossed them in some from Frank's Red Hot, that would make it a lot better. Yep. Um, we were actually streaming it, the bar was streaming it off of, I think it was a Roku, and during one of the commercial breaks, I think it was one of the less popular commercials, our thing froze for, like, maybe ten minutes, so we missed some things on there, Uh, and part of the game as well. Everyone was kind of freaking out about that, but we'll look back and laugh. It was a good time. It's a great time. Um, yeah, uh, anything else for... Super Bowl, uh, any picks? Who wins the Super Bowl next year? It's not going to be the Rams. I'll tell you that. Rams are dead. Rams shelled out for this year, this one year, and like they had to make it count. And it took them until the last few minutes, but they made it count. Now they're done. McVeigh staying. McVeigh said. McVeigh's fiance announcing that McVeigh is not retiring to do TV.
2: Well, after he and drunk ass Aaron Donald, they were both tank. At the uh, at the Super Bowl
1: parade, which was attended by a crowd of dozens, uh, way to go, California! Matt Stafford uh, was chugging some like what two hundred fifty dollar bottle of tequila. I was like, what a Pratt legend, Stafford man, the legend. Apparently,
0: some photographer like fell off a stand or something and got hurt, and Matt and Kelly Stafford are going to pay for the medical bills. Should they knock him off?
2: The platform or something.
0: It was a woman, and I don't know. I haven't seen video or really read into the story, but I saw. Oh, I did. I it.
2: did see. I did see Stafford just go. And dip. I'm out. Um, that obviously they're coming back because they were yelling, "Run it back." Um, the thing that stuck out to me, you know, at the end of the game, it felt like somebody at the league office wanted the Rams to score. Yeah. So. So flags that have been pocketed all game were suddenly coming out. And it's been the narrative, you know, multiple times over the last couple years. And that's why I think if this game said anything about the NFL, it's that the one thing that you can predict is unpredictability when it comes to officiating. That is where these conspiracy theories come from and where there needs to be a sky judge or something. They have to figure, the competition committee needs to come up with some way to fix this. Um, other things that I want to mention is I hit the trifecta. I hit the coin toss, color of Gatorade, and the spread. So I was right on my picks. Um, so yeah, did anybody, nobody else had
1: blue. Nails I was thinking it was going to be purple because it was ten years since they did purple, but you know that didn't work out so well.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I distinctly remember calling green, and I very much remember at the end of the night when they did it, I was like blue. What the hell? Um, <laughs> oh, also the halftime show. Ha- oh yeah, i will talk about that.
1: It was a pretty solid one. I mean, they've had some shitty ones in the past. Like I thought, late the Lady Gaga one was kind of shitty, and then yeah, the I didn't um. Like that one. The, the Black Eyed Peas was the worst. Black I Peas wasn't good. I didn't really think Paul McCartney was that good either.
0: I didn't love so, Coldplay.
1: I remember The Who did it, what, in like 2008 when the Steelers won, and I was like, eh, that's not very good the either. The Who
0: were cool. The Stones were cool. Prince was awesome. Prince was that,
1: awesome. That one was really good, yeah. thinking um, Purple Rain in the Rain. Yeah. I think Left Shark with Katy Perry was okay. Wasn't oh. that what that one Or Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, that one was okay for the memes. But.
0: Um, It's not really my type of music. I like Snoop, though. Like, Eminem. They had, 50 cent, they had 50, 50 cent
1: out there looking like a total unit. I was oh, yeah. like, damn, that's dope. I forgot about He <laughs> you know, upgraded to a
0: dollar. Yeah. Did anyone see McVeigh's uh, press conference, the video of the end of the press conference the next morning? You can tell McVeigh's just hungover and not having it. They told him. That they were going to ask three questions. And they asked him ten. And he got pissed at oh, the end. No. And he's like, yeah, that was some three questions. And then just stormed off.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. I mean, what the fuck? Like, you're going to talk to a guy. Like, That's like uh, Stetson Bennett being hammered after the national championship. And them asking a bunch of things. It's Like, you don't really want to do that to a guy after they party. You want to do that maybe on, like, a couple days after.
0: Like, if I were a reporter and I got a... Question, like for sure, question in that press conference. My first one, or like my only question, would be like, how shitty is it to be standing at that podium right now? Like, how shitty do you feel right now, or how much do you <laughs> like, not want to be I, here? Can I get you some thumbs? Get you a beer?
1: Yeah, I think that'd, that'd be probably. I think that would be, do. Yeah, that'd be probably worth asking because it'd be like kind of endearing, and like light. What is it? Lightens the mood a little bit. So
0: yeah, you're. Editor, your newspaper or whatever would be pissed at you, but the nation would love you. You'd be America's reporter for the people. It's all about the people. The people. Um, okay, so are we good on Super Bowl?
2: Oh, I think so. Next uh, year,
0: gonna
2: win next year.
0: Yeah, not the Rams. I don't think the Bengals do. I don't think the Definitely Chiefs do. Much. Actually, I think it'll be an outside. Outside of those three, but I gotta think it's not gonna be the I'm same. Gonna
1: say, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna go out a limb here and just say the Jaguars are gonna do it.
0: All right, Matt's out.
1: I <laughs> think I think maybe the
2: maybe the curse of Buffalo lifts next year.
0: Ooh, I, I think they're bringing years.
2: back. I think they're bringing the most horses back.
0: If I had to bet, I would say Buffalo. That's a good pick. I'll ride that pick. Um, Did you see all the quarterbacks tweeting Joe Burrow, like, oh, I also lost the Super Bowl in my second year, like Dan Marino said, like, it's okay. He's like, but I never got to, like, win one. Never went back. And then Jim Kelly chimed in, and he's like, don't worry, like, we lost the Super Bowl once, but we went back the next year. There's always hope. But then we lost that one. But then we went back the the next year, and we lost that one, too. And then we went back a fourth year, and he's like, why am I even typing this now? Jim Kelly Twitter game, pretty strong. Yeah.
2: I mean, this that's the Monty Python, the castle fell into the swamp. Uh, um, they're, they're due, kind of like the Washington Generals. The Bills are due.
0: Yeah, it's about time. I'm all in on the Bills. So two two votes for the Bills, and then one outlier for the Jags. Hey, if the Jags win, I want to see, Like, I'm sure the lines have to be out um, for Super Bowl champion next year. If Jacksonville somehow won it, you would be a millionaire, Matt.
1: Probably. The thing is,
2: what is, $100 bet, you'd <laughs> become a millionaire.
1: Might be worth doing. I don't know. We'll see.
0: Okay. Super Bowl done and over. We'll see you next year for college football start up first or does preseason start before college and if does nfl preseason games start before college yeah there's one in like august
1: yeah i think so yeah
0: college you'll start in uh early september so no, we'll fill in with some draft talk or free agency talk like alex said but that was the last uh football game for oh we get um what is that is it usfl or xfl or whatever? Yeah, one of them's starting. One of them in April. We've got to become, like, that podcast. We have to be the official podcast of whatever league that is. Let's make a hard pivot in the... There's one in Tampa. Yeah, the Bandits. I'm all in on being a Tampa Bay Bandit podcast. Yeah, I'm all about that. All right, we have something to look forward to because the uh, MLB is absolutely worthless. Like, I am such a huge baseball fan, but I might just like refuse to watch the MLB this year when and if and when they ever play like with the lockout like we're not even going to talk about it. They're terrible people. It's a terribly run organization. <laughs> this happened like I've never seen a sport consistently do this. Like every time the CBA comes up. It just hockey. sucks. Hockey.
1: Not as often though. Yeah,
0: not as often. I think after the last hockey one they kind of got their stuff together and we're like okay, let's not let this happen. But the MLB uh, is such a dumpster of a league and an organization. And Rob Manfred is absolutely terrible at his job. I feel like he would be terrible at most jobs.
2: I agree. And to your point, whenever you see Gary Bettman's name trending on Twitter, you know something really bad has happened in hockey. Whenever you see Rob Manfred's name trending on Twitter, you know it's just a random day because People trash him all the time for damn good reason. He cannot get out of his own way. It's amazing that you literally are
0: groomed for command and you botch it this badly. Like, I wouldn't trust Rob Manfred to do anything. I was going to say something about, like, making a sandwich at, like, a deli. But, like, sandwich making is an art form. Like, that can require some skill. Like, I wouldn't trust Rob Manfred to run, like, an ice cream shop. Like I could not trust him reaching down into the flavor that you want and scooping it onto a cone. Like I would feel uncomfortable with him doing that. I well, he
2: definitely so wouldn't maintain the coolers.
0: Like you know, those aren't going to be fixed. <laughs> Just drinking warm ice rocky road milk. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Not not a good not a good sight. Much better. Well. Before we get to college baseball, because I kind of want to end with that, um, because I could talk for hours about it, so don't want to sandwich it in the middle. Uh, We have March Madness to look forward to coming up in about a month. Um, Well, I don't know when it starts in March. It's the 17th of February now, so pretty close. Auburn. Alex, like you said, number one. Alex is now
1: gone. Keep keep it going, keep it going.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We have experience in this now, so... Um, Auburn, Matt, Auburn doing quite well, number one. Ole Miss is absolutely terrible. We were talking before the show. Ole Miss needs to burn the basketball program down. I went last Wednesday, and, like, we tried to pass it off as we we were down a bunch of players. And we get some of them back, but the team's just not good. We've missed on recruiting. We're not going to spend the money in NIL. We need a complete reset of the program. I like Kermit Davis. Kermit Davis is a good basketball coach, and when Kermit Davis coached against Ole Miss, he would kick the shit out of us almost every time at Middle Tennessee State. But it's about time for a reset at Ole Miss. Like it's a good, you know, he's a good guy, and it's a good relationship, but it's just not a great on-court relationship. So we will not be seeing Ole Miss in March. So I guess we're big Auburn fans here on the show for for next March, Matt for next month. Yeah, I
1: mean, I guess it's like I end up watching more Ole Miss baseball last year because you guys are huge, huge baseball fans, whereas, you know, my team wasn't so good last year. But, you know, they have been pretty solid in recent outings. Um, yeah, for the SEC, I mean, it's really just been Auburn and then Kentucky and then everybody else. I mean, we've beaten since 2019. We we went like six and three against Blue Blood teams. Yeah. Um, and it's pretty remarkable what Pearl's been able to do, especially since you know most of our guys are from Georgia that start. I mean, Jabari Smith's from Georgia. Um, we got a bunch of other guys. I think I'm not sure if Kessler is or not. I mean, I, when, I, when I went when I went to a game last year when we went to the Murray State game, it was like all but one guy was from like from Georgia, which is kind of funny because we got K.D. Johnson from Georgia, and then Kentucky got Ty Ty Washington. I think is his last name. From yeah, from Georgia as well, and it's just kind of wild how like the Atlanta metro area just produces amazing athletes, and then Georgia Tech and Georgia just suck ass in basketball. Like, and it's just kind of wild. I was like, I mean, listening. We'll
0: I was listening to an Ole Miss show earlier this week, and they said that exact same thing about like Atlanta and how Tech and Georgia can't do it. Georgia is awful. Georgia is the only team worse than Ole Miss. They're one in twelve in conference.
1: Six you know like six and overall. 20 overall after yesterday
0: yeah they' but, are I mean, absolutely miserable Tennessee's not bad. Arkansas could make a run too um and then you know we've heard it you know if you've been watching the SEC Alabama can score they have guys who can shoot and I saw them last week and I saw it like they can shoot the ball but if they ever have to play defense they're screwed or if they, they probably to, would. or if they have to play a team with good defense, they're probably screwed.
1: They're probably the most inconsistent team in collegiate basketball, definitely, because they beat was it they beat Gonzaga and Baylor, I think, right? But then they lost to Iona and Davidson and Georgia. It's so like I mean, I guess Iona's not yeah. bad now, but I mean, they've won a lot. They have Rick Pitino coaching them, but that's just kind of wild how inconsistent you can be. I mean, they beat Arkansas. I mean, which is kind of crazy too, because that that hype train was definitely derailed. <clears throat> when they, you know, after Arkans after Arkansas beat Auburn and then they lose to Alabama, it's like okay, well you guys any any given Saturday or every, any given Tuesday I guess too. Yeah. And then uh I don't know, Kentucky lost to Tennessee. Tennessee's not bad. They're pretty all right. Um but I wouldn't say they're
0: you know, probably eight times out of ten, Kentucky wins that game. But yeah, so Auburn's two, bad. Kentucky four Tennessee 16, Arkansas 23 and Bama 25 headed into the weekend. I'm not sure what they all did in their midweeks. Um but.
1: Uh, Auburn played Vanderbilt yesterday and won, which I thought was kind of funny because or maybe it was the day before yesterday where it was um, they were chanting to Scotty Pippen Jr. future, I guess cuz Future banged his mom or something. So I thought that was kind of cla- like kind of oh, no. trashy, but kind of yeah. funny too in some ways. I've heard a lot of worse student sections over the, over like the in different sports from different schools say worse things. So
0: I think so LSU just lost to Vandy, right? Or almost lost to Vandy. They
1: lost earlier in the year. They beat Vanderbilt. I think this last time,
0: maybe it was just like a close game or something. I think you're right. Very excited for next month. We'll have to do uh we'll definitely do a bracket for the four of us. Um, Maybe include Rustin on that as well. Uh, Any listener who wants to join in on the pool, uh, we will do – maybe we'll do like – we'll just set up an ESPN one and we'll get some listeners in on it too. I know some people who would want to do it.
1: I think at the current pace, I don't really see how Auburn doesn't become the regular season champion. Tournament champion is like up in the air though, depending on who wants it more, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, anything can happen in March, but that's the excitement about it. Let's talk about what starts in February, though happiest time of the year. I've got a lot of stuff going on tomorrow. I've got to go down and see Alex in the evening, so I've got to time this out perfectly. I want to see Auburn play their game at twelve. Going to have to find a stream for that. That's going to be hard because I'm not paying for Flow Sports. I got a text right before we went on air. We're not paying for Flow Sports this year. Like it's the same thing that it's the same tournament that Ole Miss played in last year. Um, and they have the broadcast rights to it, but it is, you know, it was not good from what I saw and heard of highlights and feedback, uh, so definitely going to have to find a stream for that and put some music on or something in the background or maybe listen to um, Auburn's radio broadcast, something like that, but it's Auburn, Oklahoma, Arizona, Kansas State, and Michigan, Texas Tech out in Dallas at Globe Life for the Rangers, so That would suck. You have an 11 a.m. game. I know, I mean, I think we had maybe our first day was the 11 a.m., and that sucked if we had it. And it was snowing out there and standing outside early in the morning. Like, that absolutely sucked doing that. Or maybe we were the Sunday, uh, the last day, um, 11 a.m., but could you imagine, and like both of you have now been to Ole Miss baseball games, imagine that being a home game an opening day. You're out there tanked at 9 a.m. in a line to get in the stadium. Hey, I've done that for football. I've, heck, I've done it for baseball with you. Yeah, and when you get to bring your own beer, it's like the level of degeneracy is just amazing. It's like when they do the kids game every year and we're out there blitzed at 10 a.m. waiting for the gates to open. Ole Miss will host Charleston Southern at 5, I believe, 5 Eastern. And so I'm going to have to haul down somehow between those two games, um, between Auburn's and Ole Misses, and head down to Fort Lauderdale and figure out a way to set up to watch the game there. And then when does LSU play? That's a good question. I don't even see them on here. Maybe they do a Saturday, Sunday, Monday or something. But I always love watching opening day LSU baseball. It usually, c- would come on like after Ole Miss's game too, and I just get a full day of it. It's awesome. But Ole Miss predicted to win the SEC and the coaches' poll. That would be solid. Big fan of that. I know some of our listeners already have a flight booked to Omaha. Very refundable flight to Omaha. Had to cancel last year's, but I'm so excited. College baseball finally here. Ole Miss should be good. And Auburn should make, I think, a pretty good turnaround compared to last year, Alex, where they were around 500. I think they finished like two games under 500. I think Auburn makes a comeback this year.
2: I agree. The injury bug hit hard last year. Um, <laughs> if we can keep the rotation together, you know, it's a team that has lost some serious firepower, but you know, it, Auburn rebuilds, you know, or we reload, we don't have to rebuild. Um, so, yeah, I, I feel cautiously optimistic. I see us getting to a regional. I don't know if we get to a super, but we make the postseason this year. I think that's a realistic expectation and try to build on it for next year.
0: One thing I was talking about with Matt right before the beginning of the show is uh, NIL and its impact on baseball. Like, now everyone's pretty much got a level playing field with Vandy. Maybe not the exact level, but it definitely brings it up. It brings it closer together. Um, Now that they can get some guys some cash compared to Vanderbilt just handing out scholarships left left and right to like 35 guys.
1: See, that doesn't really make a lot of sense how they would be better just because they're a private school, though, because Miami is the same kind of thing and they're not that good. Neither is Northwestern and the Big Ten makes more money than the SEC does for TV rights. So, I mean, I don't know, I think it's just the coaching. Isn't it just the coaching at Vanderbilt that's the difference?
0: The tradition, but, like, Miami has tradition, but no one goes to games in Miami. Like, there's no buzz around the program at Miami. In the SEC, it just means more. Like, it's Nashville, like, you're going to go. Like, good baseball team in the middle of Nashville, rich kids. Like, yeah, you'll go to that. Their fan base is crazy. I hate the Vandy Whistler. I hate the other Vandy Whistler. Hopefully we hear as little from them as possible. I hope I hope Vanderbilt gets swept every week. Like I know it's impossible, but screw them.
2: Vandy Whistler deserves to go to the special hell and the kind that's reserved for child molesters and people who talk
0: in the theater. Yeah. Like that, yes. Absolutely agree. I won't go to a game there. No, absolutely no. And he comes to away games too, some. I know. It's miserable. I have seen him before. Um who are worse, who are worse baseball fans? Arkansas fans or
1: Vanderbilt fans? It probably Vandy.
0: I don't know, like I'm definitely going to say Vandy because I don't like them. Like I dislike their fans the most. But Arkansas fans, ah, Arkansas was just shitting Ooh, on Ole Miss Omaha. so much for having yeah. fun. I yeah, I'm switching my answer like just based on that. Like I would love to go see a baseball game at Arkansas like I want to experience like what they do there but I'm not going for when they play Ole Miss like that is you're getting in a fight immediately walking into the stadium and probably a fight that you didn't pick well, and head on a twiddle situational awareness and with the size <clears throat> that I've seen of a lot of Arkansas baseball fans I'm not going to do well in that fight
1: you know I never actually met really any Vanderbilt fans in person, so I wouldn't think they have any fans in the stadium. But, I mean, I don't live in Nashville, so... Well, they
0: pack it there. Yeah, it's for one thing. It's just a very condensed stadium because it's so hard to build something in the middle of town in Nashville. There's, like, a parking garage, like, in the outfield, but, I get, like, not the same as, like, the Auburn-style, like, parking garage, though. Like, you can barely fit the stadium in there. Okay, I don't want to get...
1: I know Vanderbilt like pretty okay in basketball, and I, they're getting better in their sports because they're putting more money into athletics compared to what they used to. Because they have a president on board with it, and they're not just exclusively putting money into like the cancer stuff. So I don't know. Let's see how they see how they do in other sports soon.
0: I hope terribly in all of them. There's a cra- I think I brought it up before. There's a crazy SEC Facebook group that Auburn Matt got me in. And anytime someone says something about Vanderbilt, like a rivalry, like he tags me and I love it. And I just come in like go, fuck Vanderbilt. And I mean it. I really do. Um, that's about all I had. I don't want to go too far into college baseball. I'm sure we'll talk about it a lot uh, as it goes through <laughs> the year. But I'm just so excited. Like tomorrow is like opening day baseball. We don't have to worry about people talking about the MLB. Like hopefully college baseball can get some prime time. And really, really takes off. I think it started to last year. I'm really, really pissed that Barstool Sports is getting college baseball lines. I would absolutely wreck at that betting. But I'm in Florida, and I can't online bet, so that sucks. Let's do dumb question of the week. We're getting out of here good time. I know Bo was like... Uh, the last show we did without Bo, we did in like 45 minutes, 45, 50 minutes. So I really think it is Bo that takes all this time. He's been blaming us, but I think it's Bo. Alex, do you want to do dumb question?
2: Yeah, and before we do dumb questions, you know, I know how happy college baseball makes you feel. You know what makes me feel really good,
0: t think getting correct information on your crypto needs.
2: You're damn right. Watching my portfolio grow with block fills. Crypto markets, it's volatile. know, you don't know what's going on, but BlockFills does. They are the partner that can help take you to the next level and up your crypto game. So do yourself a favor like all of us did and go to BlockFills.com today.
0: I was, thinking and about, that I was talking about BlockFills well, earlier, or I was thinking about them earlier today. I got a notification pop up on my phone. I think it was from like Venmo. And it was notifying me of, like, new rules about, like, crypto stuff, and, I, like, I need to look out and review and make sure I understand. I was like, I understand none of this. I need to hit up block again. All right. Take us in. Yeah,
2: Yeah. So this is... I don't even know how we want to start with this, because we want to save a question for later. But there are some amazing pilgrimages in the world, and scientific expeditions that people have undertaken, you know, Sir Edmund Hillary climbing Everest, you had the Shackelford expedition to uh, the South pole. You know, what is the dumbest trip that you think you would take to the site of something, whether it's the tallest mountain or You know, the first time uh, somebody ate a cake, you know, whatever it is. Rob, help me out with this, because I know this was one that you were excited to answer.
0: Yeah. And just before we start, you cannot pick Antarctica. When we came up with this question, I was like, someone's going to say that. I feel like if I want to go there like I know you want to go there but like that would be such an easy answer like it wouldn't be fun like I have no desire to go there you can go I'm not going on that trip with you, you dude there's there's, there's a cruise
2: want. there's a cruise like an extreme adventure cruise that you go in and you dig a hole in the Antarctic shoreline and then you wake up and you're covered with penguins
0: well you saw the shipwreck that we were talking about that start of this conversation, the, the expedition to the South Pole that you just mentioned. Like, you saw what happened to that ship. I'm not getting on a boat and going there.
2: Yeah, well, that was also made of wood. And these boats are made of much stronger material. Now, the one thing that I definitely don't want to do is have to row 700 miles through Antarctic waters to try to go get help. Yeah, but you'll sit out there um, and dig a hole and sit in it. Damn right, and then go back and eat a
1: gourmet meal of penguin or some shit. I don't know what they don't tell you about Antarctica. Is I actually knew a guy because I've been to the I've been to the Arctic Circle in the 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 top of the, the top of the world, but not like Antarctica. I met a guy who actually went there, and he said, "Yeah, they don't tell you how much it smells like penguin shit there until you get there. Like that's all. It's flat as hell, and it's all you see are penguins and penguin shit." So, that makes probably worth speeding.
0: hadn't really thought about that, but yeah, it smells like shit too. It's cold, it smells like shit and there's nothing there. That sounds like a that does sound like a dumb place to go. Maybe it is the right answer. It's true. Um
2: definitely worth considering.
0: But yeah, we're not gonna allow that answer. I prefer to take my boats to like warmer places. Like maybe Europe would be like the farthest stretch that I would enjoy going on a boat ride. I pretty much enjoy the Caribbean. That's a right. that's a solid boating spot for me. My answer was, I want to go to the site where the first bungee jump spot was, like, certified, like, where it became a business, and I want to guess how much rope they need. Like, I don't want anyone to tell me the height of the drop, I just want to be out there and look, like, eyeball it, like, yeah, that guy needs, like, a thousand feet, and it's just like, you sure about that? (laughs) You know how big a thousand feet is. It's a hefty drop. I don't. I don't know how. Like bungee jumping is something that I want to do, but I definitely want someone to measure for me. Like, do not trust me to measure it, but I would definitely measure it for someone else.
2: You know, the first guy definitely measured it by himself. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. <laughs> like,
0: definitely lowball the number on that.
2: Like, but then you've got to worry. Because you can
0: smack back up and like hit the bridge. Yeah, definitely don't want to don't want to hit a bridge. I want the thing like uh, in Goldeneye, like when James Bond jumps off the the dam at the whatever plant and uh, and he he bungees down and then he gets the gun and he shoots that into the wall and then, like the retractable thing pulls him in. Like I want to do that. And well, give you the gun in case we measure too short.
2: I don't think you're gonna need the gun if you measure too. Short. You're in trouble. Um, but yeah, that's mine. That's good. That's I don't even. Really,
1: I don't really know how to answer that question. It's like the place that. Let me just try to I try to wrap my head around this. So the the weirdest place you could go, or the dumbest like pilgrimage to anything. Or, like,
2: yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give you mine. All right. so I have two one I want to know I want to go to the spot where the first person farted and just went what the hell was that Yeah, you know, like the creation of the fart like I know it's got to be like in sub-saharan Africa somewhere but I want to just go there and laugh like
0: I'm guessing that yours is going to be the you know, hardest to actually get to
2: yeah Mm-hmm. Um, like Dr. Livingston trying to find the source of the Nile, I too want to find the place in the Namibian desert, uh, very <laughs> Africa-themed here, That where the guy put the solar-powered pl- stereo that played Toto's Africa on a loop. I want to find that spot, because uh, it's like, like an uh, undisclosed location, like just somewhere in Namibia.
0: Toto is playing. I would like to go to that spot. I was thinking, like the spot of the first actual bar fight, like the first building that sold that was selling alcohol, and two guys just got into a fight there. I would like to see that. I bet the bar is no longer there, but I'd like to see it.
1: They have some pub that's like closing down in the UK that's been open for like what twelve hundred years or something. So that's probably like a good place to start.
0: I threw it out there to some listeners and their responses were, uh, the first, the spot where, uh, the first, that's what she said, or like equivalent joke was made. Uh, one went Mm. wild with the first place that Jenkum was made that drug where people were fermenting poo and then huffing it and getting high. turns out it's Zambia. So maybe you can go. Maybe you can go with them, Alex, and you can knock both out in one trip. Um, I'm good. Someone said the first spot. Someone said, "Hold my beer" or equivalent, like mead, ale, whatever. It was like, "Hold on." Hey y'all, watch this. I'd like to do something like the first spot. Uh, mine always has something to do with heights for some reason, but the first <clears throat> spot where a guy looked and goes, "I can jump that far." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely make that.
1: I don't know. I guess the first place where they decided they would like to smoke marijuana, that'd be kind of a cool story. It's so Like you go wherever that was and be like, I'll learn the story about this probably somewhere in Africa too. So like the in like the Congo or it's in like Mesopotamia somewhere. And we just like go over there and
0: check it out. And then we try all the free samples. Like and the first marijuana. Like you're at the origin, you smoke the, like the offspring of the original, like marijuana plant. That's probably a good segue to the, what is
1: it? The other sponsor we have. So. Oh yeah. You're back. So I can announce it. Yeah. Use the code tailgate, uh, for the new Vance global products that just dropped this week. They have the new, um, THC, O, which is actually legally, it's legal in 35 States, legal in the state of Florida. Uh, for it's like three times as strong as me- medical marijuana and you can buy it over the counter. So go online at vance-global.com, use the, use the code tailgate for 20% off. And I guess, uh, test it out. Was it a uh, sleeveless J really liked the, um, the Delta eight gummies. So I actually pilot tested a couple other ones recently when I, you know, I got some samples, so I'd say, check them out. They're really good sleep aids and really good for pain
0: relief. Yeah, I had part of one for sleeping, and it made me feel great. I had terrible, terrible nightmares the other day. I think it was just, like, coming down from the trip and my body hurting so much, like, had some weird dreams, and I definitely needed one of those, and I did not have it, so great to have Vans Global back, and uh, looking forward to working with them for a long time. Great partnership there. That's all I had, Alex. Yeah, me too. Or was there another part of the question? What was the other part? I don't know. I thought you said that we had two. Or maybe it was just you had no, two. That's no, the other one is going to come back around later. Okay. So we're saving that one for later. All right. that's a good show. We're at like 47, 48 minutes. It's definitely Bo, right? It's Bo.
1: Yeah.
0: Bo just gets up here and chats. Like, we're going to knock out two episodes in a row without him under an hour. Like, that's great. I'm all about it. Now I can go eat dinner.
1: All right. Well, I'm, pretty hungry. I'm pretty hungry, too. So Yeah. From
0: Auburn, Matt, Rob, and Alex, this is Tales from the Tailgate. College baseball starting. Bye-bye football season. Hello, college baseball. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.